grab onto your bagpipes and take a bite of haggis. Tom, Tam, whatever you want to call him, was <laughs> recently interviewed on a YouTube channel called Tailed Feature about libertarianism in Scotland. Episode 162 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast. Maybe you'll enjoy his sledgehammer approach as a contrast. It starts with some Gaelic, if you're wondering what that weird language is. Fiskarma huladinya, falcharash. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. Um, and with me today, I have Tam Laird, the leader of the Scottish Libertarian Party. Good afternoon, sir. And a good afternoon to you and to you all. Thanks very much for inviting me on. So, how's 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 it going? First of all, we'll get the pleasantries out of the way. Uh, personally, uh, mm. couldn't couldn't be better. So I um I'm I. I'm awaiting some sort of uh, tragedy to to blindside me at any time now. Uh, but yeah, it's been going swimmingly for quite some time. Other than external externalities like the the COVID bullshit. Sorry if I can say yeah. that word on your your. Oh, sorry, um, I'm, I'm demonetized. You can swear as much as you want. <laughs> I can swear up a storm, can I? Exactly, okay, that's yeah. Good. yeah uh, other than the COVID bullshit, you know, uh, everything's going okay. Excellent, good stuff. Um, I also apologise to everybody if there's any kind of uh sort of background noise um just before i i uh <laughs> set up the stream the council arrived outside my house and started digging up the digging up the road so <laughs> there was quite a bit of noise earlier that's good because i've got a guy outside with a lawnmower you know so <laughs> oh there we go yeah <laughs> between it's, the uh... two i guess hamza's on the ball more on the ball than we thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did i did mention that on twitter that um that yeah, all this noise has just started up, and they're like, "It's because they don't want to hear the truth." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Had a had a, had a had a wee rant about Hamza uh, last night on 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 Twitter. Actually, uh, we'll, move, we'll maybe we'll maybe touch upon that later on. Yeah. But um, so uh, yeah, obviously uh, the Scottish Libertarian Party is a thing. So I've put links down in the description for anybody who wants to check them out. They've got their manifesto uh, and all that sort of stuff there. Their Twitter's there as well if you want to give them a wee follow. Um, we've never really spoken before, though, have we, Tam? It's not like we're buddies. Or no. Sounds no. like the start of a magic show. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> I've never seen this man in my puff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, just in I'm case. Aware, I've, been, I've been fully aware of your your existence, though. Like I've followed, you know, I've been, I've watched a few of your, uh, you know, your YouTube videos and stuff, and, you know, and I like, I like what you do. So, yeah. Well, there we go. I'm glad somebody does. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, the, the whole sort of purpose of this. A couple of years ago, I, I uh, interviewed um, Richard Lucas from the Scottish Family Party. Um, right. Because, um, I, I kind of wanted to speak to people in. Um, smaller parties in Scotland that yeah. aren't just SNP clones or the Green clones or any of the major parties. I just kind of want to give yeah. a wee platform some of them. Uh, and I think with the run-up to the Holyrood elections next year, I think um, it'd be good to get you know some different voices on on the channel and, and make folk aware that there's there's more than just uh, the usual uh, crew yeah. out there. Um, so let's. Let's start right from the beginning. Um, how would you describe libertarianism? Because every time I say to somebody, 
you know, I, I subscribe to certain libertarian ideals. They either go, what the hell is that? Or they go, that's a really dumb idea. So sure. would, would you like to um, give sort of your own well, kind of... libertarianism, the modern... It's called libertarianism in a modern sense. It used to be called classical liberalism, uh, pretty much. Um, then when liberalism became a bit of a dirty word, especially to people on the right of the spectrum. You know, the, you know, the American version of liberal is basically, you know, a democratic socialist. So, you know, i.e. not liberal at all. So I think that the term libertarian uh, became more in use. And it's a common thing for people to say to me, oh, well, you know, it's just an American idea. No, you know, this is an idea really that came from, you know, Scot especially the Scottish Enlightenment and uh, the European Enlightenment. And made Smith its way to the new world. <laughs> Sorry, Smith and Hume and all that. Smith and Hume et al. Yeah, okay. And uh, you know, so that that made their their way to the uh, to the new world, and they've kind of exported it back. I mean, if you look at something, I mean, we have a, a stylized uh, phoenix, as I, I mentioned to you, on our logo. That's supposed to represent the rebirth of the type of um, free market capitalism that Cowperthwaite took to Hong Kong, a Scottish civil servant took to Hong Kong and made such a success of. There's no reason why that can't happen in Scotland other than many Scottish people oppose it because capitalism uh, and especially conservatism has are such dirty words in Scotland. But if I could put libertarianism in its simple form as don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, okay? Um, and you go, well, doesn't everybody believe that? No, every other party out there that I'm aware of uh, is in favour of taking your stuff in terms of your, your personal property, your, your earnings, and if you object or try to stop them, they will hurt you. You know, that you know, if you get in their way while they try to take your, your, your property off you, uh, they will hurt you, and they see nothing wrong with that. You know, you're the problem. And the, a libertarian believes that um, your rights are inherent. Some people would say God-given. Other people would say they're, they're natural rights or natural laws. Um, and they do not derive from the state. The state doesn't give you these rights. You have these rights already. It's the state's job, if the state exists at all, to guarantee those rights and to protect those rights. And those rights would include the right to life, the right to free speech, the right to property. Um, you know, the right to freedom of association, the right to free movement. And these things, when you think about it, are rights that cost nothing to anybody else. You know, if, if I said uh, I had a right to an education, that involves me forcing somebody to educate me or forcing somebody else to pay uh, for me to be educated. But the rights that libertarians believe in, the natural rights that we hold to, are rights that costs other people, absolutely nothing. They're inherent. They are part of our, um, you know, nature. And you, they do not derive from state. So, I mean, I don't know if that was a long rambling sort of reply to your question, but that's the essence of libertarianism. No, that's The state that. has no a priori right to you or your property. It's about individual rights and individual freedom. Okay, yeah. So that's yeah, that, that that's kind of what I was expecting. It was kind of for okay. anybody that you know that wasn't uh, maybe up up on this. Um, 
and now the chat's full of questions. The right to this, the right to that. We'll we'll, we'll hopefully cover okay. most of uh, what's uh, being asked in the chat. So just call canny chat. Just hang fire the now. Um, but yeah, so um, what about? Um, because one of the ways, one of the things that I've heard a lot about libertarianism is that basically the government or the state yeah. um, should essentially be distilled down to mm-hmm. the point where its really only function is to protect those rights that you've just mentioned. Is that sure. would that be fair to say? Yeah, basically you can distill it down. Well, there's there's two main types. You can break libertarians down into smaller camps but there's two main types there are those who are anarcho-capitalist either basically anarchists they believe that government's a cancer uh, and get rid of it we should have no government it should all be just private institutions the other one is what you would call minarchist and that is what the party the scottish libertarian party adheres to we have a minarchist position i.e a minarchist policy which is basically you distill government down to uh, courts, the police, and the and the military. That's that's the functions of of, of government. Um, anything other than that should be should be in in, in private hands. Um, but I mean, personally, I'm I'm a philosophical anarchist, but I'm a practical minarchist. You know, government's not going to go away anytime soon. But I do believe it's a cancer, and the smaller we can possibly make it and continue to make it, then then the better. And our party's committed to doing that, to continually trying to make government more accountable and uh, less invasive. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm I'm probably more on the the minarchist side of things than the, okay. <laughs> the anarchist side of things as well. Sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, but. Would would you consider um, things like I don't know, just just an example here, something that I don't think the public are ready to give up, basically right. like the NHS or something like that. Yeah, right. exactly. So is is it is it a gradual process of um, kind yeah, of? It's a know, gradual approach. People say to me, like, would you get rid of the NHS? Um, Personally, happily, but I don't have to do that, right? What I what I want to do is democratize and um, open up medical uh, treatment and availability, so that other companies, other entities, can compete with the NHS on a level playing field. And if the NHS is as good as everybody says it is, then it'll still be going strong in twenty years. If the NHS is, however, is incompetent and overpriced, and uh, you know, then it's then it's not going to compete with with other uh, with other players in an open market. You know, so I want to deregulate medicine basically, so that other so that people can compete with the NHS on a level playing field. Um, so yeah, and, and and that strikes horror into the the hearts of a lot of um, a lot of Scottish people because we. we the problem is we've been educated to think that before the NHS arrived, somehow there was some sort of vacuum. You know, people yeah. were dying. You want people to die in the streets? You know, um, the people were somehow were, were en masse dying in the streets. And it's just not true. You know, we had uh, organisations like friendly societies and mutuals who took care of medical treatment and they were good and they were getting better. 
it's you know it's impossible to to, to compare medical treatment today with medical treatment you know, 70 or 100 years ago because we've come on so much since then. But at their time, they were doing rather well and they were getting better. But when the NHS came along and people were forced to pay for the NHS, then they just stopped paying their small subs to, to these smaller organisations that provided healthcare. Uh, and they died out, you know, So, which is a sad thing because many of them were doing a good job and it was all voluntary, you know. And, and there was competition between these small organisations for your business. Um, so they, they tended to be very good for their time. Uh -huh. So do, do you think then that the, the sort of the current state of affairs uh, with the, the state or with the government is that they've essentially got a monopoly on, on such things such as the... Total monopoly. You know, even... Yeah. Uh, even if you you start a private healthcare service, you you still have to be regulated to the same degree as as the NHS. It's extremely difficult uh, to compete when you have to pay for the NHS's services, whether you use them or not. You know, so for most people uh, who have a low income, it's it's just not worthwhile doing that. And you know, they've not been educated to think that that's a possibility for them either. I would like to see a society in which. If you can afford a mobile phone contract, you can afford an excellent medical care insurance policy, you know, uh, and it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But we're not going to have it as long as you're forced to pay for a service, whether you, you agree with it or whether it's uh, or whether it's competent or not. And there is much. I come from a family of NHS workers and all my life I've listened to my dad or mum come home and moan about the incompetence, the laziness the waste that's going on. And yet, when you suggest to them, well, maybe we should just, you know, get rid of this NHS and, and get something else. Oh, no, you can't do that, right? You know, it reminds me of that old joke of the, the two Jewish ladies at the Catskills having their dinner. And one says, the, I don't know why we come here. The food's terrible. And the other woman says, yeah, I know, and the portions are so small. So it's like people complain about, the, you know, people who are in the know know all the, the faults with the NHS and yet they, they cling on to it because it is it really is a sacred cow. But I, I don't see it that way. I see it as a service provider like any other service provider. And if it's not doing its job, then it should be, you know, held accountable. And I think the more competition there is available, the better. So let's let's just because uh, there's a couple of things coming up in the chat are quite sort of polarized on this. So let's let's just let's just sort of um, make this sort of clear. You're you're not just saying that you know. Say say you got into power in the next election, you just yeah. go right. That's it. NHS gone. It's not that. It's basically well, that. Well, for a start, even if I wanted to do that, right? What what you're really asking is, what would you do if you were a, a you know an absolute monarch? You know, it doesn't work like that. You know, in a parliamentary system, you're going to have opposition. It has to go through bills of parliament. It can take years just to get anything done. So even if we wanted to do that, for God's sake, they've been accusing the Tories of wanting to get rid of the NHS for the last 50 years, and it's well, still spending, there. Right? Spending's Ooh, you know, on it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's still going to be there. What I would like to do is stop it being uh, having to pay for it compulsory. They should have to compete for your money in an open market like anybody else, you know? And if you want to be part of the NHS, if you want a national health service, great. You pay for it. Subscribe to it. Like anything else that you, you want or, or like, subscribe. Um, and if you want to take care of people who can't afford, then 
there are mechanisms for for that too. You know, there are there are ways to do it without forcing people. You know, if your service is so good that you have to force people to pay for it, yeah, you know, it sounds like crapola to me. But you know, there you go. So no, we don't have immediate plans to take a flamethrower, at it, but we we really want to uh, shake it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's kind of what what I thought. Um, okay. Because yeah, that that's but that that is usually as soon as you say anything about the NHS, it's it's so entrenched in sort of the sort of the cultural identity of 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 the country. You might as well say that you want to eat babies. Yeah, you, you, uh, you really that that's that's how people react. You know, yeah, I'd like to start eating babies for breakfast. Um, somebody will probably cut that bit there and put that out as a you know Scottish libertarian leader says he wants to eat babies. Well. Uh, yeah, as I say, yeah, the elections coming up next year, so there you go, guys. There's a soundbite for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's how people react when you when you say, and and it's it's crazy because you can criticise the police, you can criticise uh, the army quite rightly, you know, you can criticise the government itself, but as soon as you mount any criticism against the NHS, even if it's justified. You are shot down in flames. You know they—they really—they really want to put you on a a, a a pyre. You know, so yeah. Uh -huh. So I, I suppose a lot of um, the the only way I can see um, a party such as yourselves getting in, yeah. uh, getting your foot in the door, is if there military was going to be a sorry, a military coup, <laughs> a military coup. Well, I uh, I disavow any kind of uh, violence. So do I. So do I. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. Un unlike unlike a lot of uh, sort of political activism these days, I don't really want. Um, as soon as you say, well, the only way we can implement our system is through a violent revolution. Then no, I'm against yeah. it. No, much. I'm not for that. We have the non-aggression principle in, in the libertarians, which means you do not use violence to further your political aims. You know. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So w would there be any room for uh, um, uh, sort of uh, oh the word has just completely gone out of my head? Um, basically, yeah. in, in, instead of just going right, you know, uh, there's a lot of people in the chat that are saying, "Oh, what about this thing within the NHS?" Or what about this? Thing? You know, people like um, I mean, there's 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 people that obviously, uh, you know, with. Uh, uh, shall shall we say disabilities and things like that? Right. That, yeah. that that they they don't even have the mental capacity to be able to do any work. There's uh -huh. you know there's a there's a, <clears throat> there's a house near me and it's, it's sort of it's just basically full of carers. It's full of um, patients that they they can't really do anything. You know. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. All all sorts of things like that. Obviously, the patients in there they can't opt into something like that. They don't sure. have that capacity maybe they don't have family who knows yeah so it's sort of how how would that be covered under something that only the nhs could provide or would that have to be sort of would there be a compromise on on that well, kind of thing there's, there's ways to do that right i'm assuming that these people who bring that this this up i'm assuming that they care right or they wouldn't bring it up okay so my question to them is who's stopping you Right. Let's suppose, for whatever reason, the entire NHS burnt to the ground tomorrow. There was no NHS, right? Or more likely, it just ran out of money because the amount of money we've spent on the COVID bullshit, right? There's just the hospitals have to close down because there's no money to keep them going, right? We end up with Cuba 
or uh, Nicaragua, right? Or sorry, or Venezuela. You know, we end up with that situation. So the answer is, if you care, what are you going to do, right? Never mind the NHS, never mind the government. You say you care, what are you going to do? So the answer would be, you get together with other like-minded people who care and you form a society whose entire raison d'etre is to take care of people who can't take care of themselves. And you run it as you would a charity or a not-for-profit organization. And there are many examples. If you look at something like the Red Cross, the Red Cross is widely um, regarded as one of the, the least efficient charities going, but it still manages to get something like, I don't know, 30, 40% of what it collects to the end user. Government cannot come close to that, right? So even the least efficient charities are better than government at taking care of people. So this idea that if uh, if it wasn't for the government, you know, it's back to the who'll build the road. You know, if, if, if you know if it wasn't for government, who would take care of it? you? Will because you say you care. Stop waiting on government to come along and do it for you. Get your finger at your ass. If you say you care, get together with like like-minded people. You know, instead of forming gaming societies or any other kind of society, form a society that looks after. Uh, looks after poor people and provides medical care for them. They, it can be done, and it was done in the past and done quite efficiently and effectively till the NHS came along and kind of uh, exterminated it to an extent. I think you've, ju you've just lost my gaming audience there. I think <laughs> that one. I'm not saying you don't have to. You can still keep gaming, you know, but you know, <laughs> decide know. what your priorities are, you know? Yeah. Then, then yeah, it's you're, you're, you'll, guess what? You'll have to make decisions what to do with your money instead of handing it off to politicians so that you can criticise them when you get they get it wrong. You, mate, you will have to look after the poor people. You will have to take care of the kids, especially your own, you know, child care. They used to call that parenting when I was a kid, you know. So I'm going to upset a few more uh, people before that. <laughs> That, that that's all right. It's your party, mate. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You 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 express yourself how, however you like to, sort of uh, within yeah. within the, the the confines of the hate speech laws. Yeah. That well, if, uh, yeah, exactly. If Hamza doesn't bust through my door at any minute, you know, he's, well, he's probably on his way to mine as well. To be fair, he can't, <laughs> okay, surely yeah. can't be in two places at once. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically, what you're saying is that um, if yeah, people people should take responsibility for. Um, you know their, their own sort of um, concerns and yeah. whether or yeah why 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 keep leaving it up to yeah. government? If you care half as much, be, yeah. You know, if you care a fraction as much as what you make a noise about, right? Uh, then you know get it done, do it yourself, form the organisation, you know, or or put money into an organisation that already does that if there is one out there. But it's entirely up to you, you know. And it, it can be done. So how how do you how do you convince people of of that argument? Do you know what? It's a long, hard road. Uh, I'm not necessarily the best to do it because I'm the kind of guy you might have noticed. I, I kick the doors in. You know, I don't really have time for um, you know sort of long, patient you know sort of uh, discussions and this. But we have people in the party who are a lot better at doing that kind of thing. You know. Um, it, it's a it's a long hard road. It's about I hate to use this term because it always gets wheeled out. Education, you know, it's about educating people. 
it really is about getting the message out there um, and, and letting people know that they've been propagandized. You know, I was at school. You know, I was told that the Industrial Revolution, Revolution was some big capitalist, you know, evil disaster you know, with the dark satanic mills and, and all this kind of junk. And it, you know, nothing could be further for the case. Yes, there was some of that, but by and large, it was it was far better than dying and you know out in a, some ag agrarian hellhole. Um, and it's the same with the NHS. You know, we've we've been propagandized to believe that government's the the only and best way to take care of social services, and it's just not true. And we, as libertarians, uh, you know, whether it's coming on uh, podcasts like this doing our own podcast. There's plenty of stuff available. You know, Mises.org, uh, the Mises Institute is a, a libertarian think tank, uh, uh, an economic think tank. They have reams and reams of this stuff. You know, if you, if you want to really get in depth into healthcare and social welfare and how it can be done privately and efficiently, there's plenty of stuff available if you, if you want to look for it. You know, just do a Google search or don't use Google, use whatever you want, DuckDuckGo or whatever your preferred search engine is, and and, and do your own research. You know, the, the stuff is out there for people who, who who really are interested. Most people aren't really interested. You know, it's just a way of throwing up a barrier and saying, you know, oh, you, you want, it's, it's easier for people to believe, or you want people to die. You know, you want people to die in the streets. Well, you know, that person, I'm never going to convince that person. Because they're they're set, their minds set in their ways, and and they're they're not going to change. But there's a there's a lot of other people out there who are kind of on the fence, maybe like yourself or others. And it's down to libertarians to provide that information. The stuff on our website as well, www.scottishlibertarians.com, uh, and you can explore the possibilities. And these questions are answered. So you just need to inform yourself. Uh, and we, yeah. as libertarians, need to inform the general public as well. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's a hard road. You know, 60 years of socialist stinking thinking really has screwed this country up, Scotland particularly. And people just don't know. You know, the only thing they know about capitalism or a free market is Margaret Thatcher. And even then, they don't get it right. They, 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 they're getting us a slanted view of what actually happened there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the the, the whole point, and and me sort of getting you here is um, you know to get to give you a platform because yeah. there, there there's there's no you know real uh, opportunity for any of the smaller parties, libertarian or not, um, yeah. to actually you know get their views out there. Um, and I mean, yeah. And I, I want to do it before I get my channel deleted because. <laughs> That's probably the next thing on the cards. Yeah. Um, there is a part, John, at the moment. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I'll, I'll just take one question from, sure. from the chat. It's maybe a bit of a a joke question, but uh, but I, I don't well, know. If you got a joke question, you might get a joke answer, but you know, you take your chances. Well, he's probably not going to be too happy because he, he says that he's for this, but he's, uh, Russell Burnham asks, would Tam bring back workhouses? I'm for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Compared to what, right? So, as, as horrific as we find the workhouse, was the workhouse an improvement on people dying in the streets? So, um, I we, we have maybe a, like a, a Victorian sort of Charles Dickensian idea of a workhouse. 
I mean, you can call it by many different names, but if, if people have got nowhere else to go, well, here's what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't make it compulsory. But if people wanted to provide work houses, i.e. you can come here, you get a bed for the night, you get fed, and you have to do some sort of task in order to earn your keep, as long as it's voluntary from both from both sides, I, I don't have a problem with it. So I guess yes is maybe the answer to that. But I'm not... I don't have to institute them. Either there'll be a need for them and there isn't. And if somebody wants to start something like that, go ahead. What I definitely know is it's no business of government to bring in workhouses. Um, well, I suppose then you sort of uh, have to bring up how would you know that people weren't being ill-treated in such places? Like, what would would that be a matter for... Uh, any sort of regulation or that, because obviously that's kind of opposed to you know. That, yeah, that, I, know. That, I don't know if regulation actually helps much in in these situations. You know, criminals always find ways around regulation. Um, the the way to do it is for them to be investigated. You know, that's the job of journalists and interesting parties to investigate these things and find out what's going on and publish their details. I mean, I'm thinking that in a, in a more libertarian society, right now you've only got one consumer magazine, which would be which. Well, there's probably a few online, but which has got a pretty good reputation. Maybe in a, in a libertarian society, you'd have 10, 20, 30 of these magazines all competing and competing properly for, you know, proper journalistic stories that they could print concerning uh, outfits like that. Anybody who was exploiting people, anybody who was... Uh, but exploitation is a is another word. You know, you need to define what you mean by exploitation because you know Marxists define exploitation as basically if you go to work, your employer's exploiting you for labour. You know, that's Marxist exploitation theory, which is horseshit in my view. You know, um, as long as it's voluntary, uh, I'm happy with it. Um, and people, people might say, okay, well. You know, if you don't have any money and you're poor and you're starving, it's not really voluntary, is it? Well, <laughs> compared to what? You know, it, it's better than starving. It's better than dying in the street. Oh, why should people have to live like that? Well, people do already. You know, we've got homeless. This is in a society that spends a massive amount on welfare. We've got homeless. We've got people who are, who are in dire straits in streets. We have, despite all the regulation, Right. We have human trafficking and we have human slavery. Right now, as we speak, some supermarket staff are probably getting bored to death by a lecture they're getting on human trafficking and human slavery. Right. Have a look around you. Look at your colleagues. Look left. Look right. Does any of them look as if they're being human trafficked or slaved? But if anybody said, hang on a minute, there's a woman outside this supermarket and many others on her knees selling the big issue, who's been trafficked by Roma gangs, uh, suddenly that would be the wrong kind of human trafficking and slavery. And probably the person that mentioned it would end up in the jail rather than the human traffickers. So th that's where we are. And with a government in charge with reams of regulation, you know, at last I looked, human trafficking and slavery were illegal, but it still goes on. So I don't think regulation is the answer to everything. Um, but 
you know, some things obviously have to be regulated. I'm against slavery. <laughs> I'm against human trafficking because it's in most, and all libertarians are because it's a violation of somebody's uh, freedom, somebody's right to own themselves. Um, so I'd be definitely against that. And uh, even if it's a, a, a matter of forming, a, a, again, forming an organization that specializes in busting that kind of thing, and paying lawyers to investigate them and jail people who were involved in it. So, yeah, there's there's, there's ways to do it. So, would would that not be sort of within the jurisdiction of the of the police? Which obviously you said you're still in favour of existing in a, in a libertarian society. I, well, I'm in favour. I'm in favour of police. Whether they have to be government run police force is a, is, a, is a completely different argument. But let's sort of assume that in a monarchist society, the police is, are, are, are run and controlled by the state. Yeah, once uh, you have a clear situation of a violation of somebody's individual rights in terms of uh, exploit, uh, not exploitation, but slavery, human trafficking, people being held and forced to work against their will, I'm against forced labor. Unlike socialists who are very into forced labour, uh, the Soviets were right into that. Um, I'm against people being forced to work. Uh, so, yeah, that, that would be a violation and, and that would be something the police should be involved in. OK, so um, uh, Campbell 300 in the chat says, uh, to jail people for abusing workers, you would need regulation. No, well, take away the word workers, right? abusing people, right? Regardless of whether you're a worker or whether you're not a worker. So you have to define abuse. What does he mean by abuse? Does he mean paying them less than minimum wage? Does he mean uh, beating them with a stick to make them work faster? If you beat somebody with a stick, that's already a violation of a law. You know, we have laws against that, regardless of whether you're a worker or not. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think we need... Uh, work regulation. I mean, like, <laughs> providing there's plenty of employment, and this is the thing, you know, under the current system, it's extremely difficult, you know, to start small businesses and medium businesses and keep them going. The more businesses there are, then the more choice, the more choice you have as an individual of who you work for, then the better the conditions will be, you know, because why would, you know, who, who's going to be able to compete? Um, you know, if you're, if all the best workers are working for the employers who treat them well, you know who, who's going to be able to compete with that? You know what kind of what kind of product are you actually going to be kicking out in the end? Um, I think that the current system, as it is, actually helps uh, these sweatshops to, to to thrive. I think in a free market, there there would be less. Of, of course, it's always going to exist. You know, you you what you're trying to do at the end of the day is get rid of sorry, cuntishness out of human nature. And it's just not going to disappear. It's just going to come back in a different form. I think the most effective way to deal with it is give people more choice and raise people's standards of living to the extent that they don't have to get involved in that kind of, of venture. Okay, well, ho hopefully that uh, that answers the question in the chat there. Probably um, not, but... Well. <laughs> Probably not to his liking, Alex. Right. I, I, I know him, so <laughs> probably not to him. 
God, honestly, there's so many questions in the chat that I can't I can't really keep up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna try and stick to sort of the questions that, that I had sort of written down or or the broad sort of topics. Sure. Okay. The are that we'll probably end up covering most of them anyway, and then maybe at the end we'll we'll have a sort of a quick fire sort of Q and A from people in the chat. So if people could sort of withhold their questions for just now, um, hopefully we'll we'll get to them. Um, so talking about uh, compromise and the like uh, on your uh, manifesto it says that that you're generally in favor of scottish independence but yeah. respect the result of 2014 sure. so i was just wondering what what would it take um for the party to call another referendum as a um based on polls or would it be a time limit or 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 what is there any anything there well look, i don't think we're in danger of being in the position to, to to make that call anytime soon but let's 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 take it this way okay let, let me put it in in the, the prospect of the 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 brexit thing okay I, I voted for brexit most libertarians i know did and then you had the remoners all want to have another election so that they could get the result they wanted uh in which case why should MD settle for that let's have another one and let's see get, so i think it's pointless having constant referendums scotland had the option right and instead of taking grabbing that option with both hands the way john bull did you know uh we shat it basically you know and you can blame it on unionists and you can blame it on this person you can blame it on the media Whatever, right? I voted for independence. I voted yes. But I understand the fears of those who voted no, especially when it comes to the SNP, their authoritarianism, and they fear a socialist Scotland under the SNP. And I get it, you know? But I've always believed in independence, and I still do. Would I rush Would I rush to call for another referendum? No. And I, here's the thing. I don't know if we need it. I think we could reach a point where... Look, enough people in Scotland wanted independence and we just behave accordingly. George Washington didn't wait until he beat the British to declare independence. He declared it and then he beat the British. Okay, So if we really got to the point where there was a, a vast majority of Scottish people required independence, let's do it. you know, uh, and, and let's just start behaving as if we are an independent country. Um, and let's start with independent people. I think, it be I think it's best to do it bottom up. Let's start with independent people, people who make their own decisions, people who don't rely on government, people who are self-reliant and who run their own businesses and run their own lives and educate their own children and provide their own health care. Once you have a nation of people like, once you have enough people like that, trust me, independence will come naturally. <laughs> We'll not need to fight for it. It'll just come naturally because everybody will be of an independent mind. Uh, and uh, as Burns has uh, remarked, the man of independent mind, he looks and laughs at all that. So we need men of, and women of independent mind. And we don't have that in Scotland yet. We don't have people of independent mind. We have people of extremely dependent mind. And while we have people of dependent mind, I don't know if another referendum is going to do it. What do we do if we have another referendum and it still doesn't go the way of Scottish independence? Do we just keep greeting and agitating for another one? No, I think you get your head done and you get on with it. And you try and make the best. 
try and devolve more powers away, not from just, by the way, from the Westminster Parliament. Let's get powers devolved away from Holyrood as well. Let's get powers devolved into local uh, constituencies and into councils where uh, people can make more decisions at a local level without relying on the Scottish Parliament. That's the kind of independence I want to see. Well, that's that's kind of the position that I'm at the moment, um, especially that last part, is that the, S the SNP are all about centralisation of, of yep. power. Um, one of the most centralised governments, I think, in, in, in Europe. Yeah, and, it, and, it's, yeah. and it's only getting worse, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah for, for all of, um, you know, people's talk about, all oh, the power being sucked into London, we've yeah. got the same up here. We're on a smaller scale, obviously, with Edinburgh. Um, yeah, so you can't be uh, fooled. Don't be fooled by people's rhetoric. When a lot of people talk about, when I talk about independence, I mean independence. When many Scottish people and, it, and most of them are in the SNP, when they talk about independence, what they really mean is let's get rid of the fucking Tories. That, that's really what they mean. They don't yeah. really mean independence. They just want to get because we're tied to this country down south that's got a tendency to vote Tory, and even when they vote Labour. It's kind of like a Tory Labour. So the only way we can get rid of that, because I don't know if you know this tale, but we are much more morally superior to the English up here. We care about people in Scotland. We care about the NHS in Scotland. We care. We're just a bunch of caring people up here in Scotland, uh, which is, of course, bullshit. But that you know, these people like to believe that because it makes them feel superior. Um and that's really what they mean. Let's get rid of England so we can run a big socialist circle jerk up here in Scotland and spunk away other people's money like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's some powerful imagery there. Um, <laughs> it is, it's quite a disgusting image, actually. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, no, Good, I, I hope I, it puts people I, off. I, I, I agree with the sentiment. Like that, There is this... Um, there is this absolute uh, sense of superiority among um, sort of the most of the sort of the most diehard kind of independent supporters and yeah. all that. They're, yeah, they 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 don't realise, but by being so uh, smug and being so self-centred about it all, they are you know projecting an, an image of not caring about people and not having any sort of humanity or empathy at all. Yeah, um, I've actually heard Scottish people say that, you know, Scottish people, we're less racist than English people. Now, if they're suggesting that Scottish people, by virtue of the fact that they managed to pop out their mum's vagina a few miles further north of the border than somebody else, that that makes them inherently less racist, then doesn't that sound to you a bit uh, racist? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I read a book uh, a couple of years back um, called No Problem Here. Uh, someone, yeah. that, that was the main title of it, but it was basically a bunch of essays about how racist Scotland actually is. Because right. once, once, once you get into the uh, um, sort of the, the essence of sort of the social justice kind of stuff that's going around at the moment, uh, which we'll, we'll go into a bit more detail later on, I think. Um, it, it doesn't matter what you do, you're always still going to be racist by virtue of being white. So obviously the, the people that espouse that kind of rhetoric, they're always just going to say you're racist, whether it be towards 
but just just because we have a much smaller um, amount of um, that are black and and Asians up here, um, yeah. you're still you can still be racist against um, Irish travelers or Roma travelers or, or whoever. There's always somebody to be um, well, racist I against. Probably so. you have done a, a splendid job of pointing out to us all how racist we are in Scotland. Oh yes. Yeah, actually, this is this is a good segue then. Um, yeah. So yeah, I had a bit of a rant on Twitter last night um, because uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, a couple of weeks ago there was a well, it was called a debate. It wasn't really a debate. It was a two and a half hour self-flagellation uh, procession in uh, the Scottish Parliament of every party trying to outwoke each other, basically. Um, yeah. And they were all just going, "Oh my God, oh my God!" You know, white people are so terrible, and we've done nothing, um, you know, good in this world, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then, but Hamza Yusuf, he pretty much was on top by by pointing out how many white people were in top jobs in the government yeah. and and what have you, um, you know, in a ninety six point five percent white country. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's going to be the case, um, yeah. but. Their definition of racism is is different it's because it's that whole prejudice plus power yeah. thing. Yeah, they've read the, they're very good at redefining words to suit their own narrative. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that's something that um, yeah is going to become quite apparent in the next few years if it isn't already. Um, but anyway, the Hamza Yusuf um, on Twitter last night. Uh, smugly proclaimed that um someone from i think it was the the ethics i can't remember what the what the what the group were called but it's like the ethics committee or something like that which sounds terrifyingly orwellian um came out and said that oh we had uh, five complaints i'm assuming about him doing this big massive rant oh yeah it was the commissioner for ethical standards right uh, contacted him to, to, to tell him that uh, she dismissed five complaints, all from men, related to my parliament speech and broader support for Black Lives Matter movement. I will always speak truth to power. Don't think for a minute I'll be silenced. Now, that's a very strange thing coming from uh, an, a member of the Scottish Parliament. Right, so he says he's going to talk truth to power. Does he not realise he has the power? Ah, but this is the <laughs> thing. From their social justice definition of all these things because he is brown and because he is a muslim he can't have power in an institutionally racist society that he finds himself in so despite even if he became first minister he still wouldn't have power compared to the the, these five men who are assuming i'm assuming are going to be you know straight white men um so he he's he's always going to think that he's the underdog and whether or not that's an intentional thing. Like, I don't know if he actually believes this or he just knows that this is, you know, the, the kind of the end thing at the minute and is probably going to do. Yeah. Um, I think he knows that it works, you know? Yeah. uh, So that, that was, uh, that was, (laughs) so I had a massive rant about that last night. Yeah. I I was very quick. Just tired of it really. Can you, can you imagine somebody got up, in uh, the Scottish Parliament and said, um, let's just change a few words of uh, Humza's speech there. Um, The head of the Federal Reserve, Jew. The last head of the Federal Reserve, Jew. The head of uh, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, 
Jew, right? The head of Chase Manhattan Bank, Jew, right? Can you imagine? Do you imagine what their reaction to that would have been? I'm not. I'm not saying whether that's true or, or not true. I'm just saying, if imagine somebody did that, what kind of reaction? Uh, even if even if it would, even if it turned out to be true, even if those people all were of the of the Jewish persuasion that were in charge of those institutions, even though it was the truth, can you imagine the reaction? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd, be, it'd be like sort of saying, "Oh well, in this this African country, the the head of this thing is black. The head of this thing is black." It's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, look, there's, I, a, there's, I, a, there's a really simple solution to all this. See the people, the, the very woke people who are professors and academics and the heads of companies and whatever job that is they do. All they have to do is resign and give their job to somebody who's LGBTQ or black or brown or you know BAME as they call it. And uh, you know they would they would do more in that one move to uh, further their cause than they would by getting up in Parliament and, and, and ranting. You know uh, why why didn't Hamza just suggest that Nicola Sturgeon step aside for him? I think that's what he really meant. <laughs> well, quite quite possibly, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, none of them are going to put their money where their mouth is in that that sense. No, uh, I much prefer putting yours and my money where their mouth is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Touche, touche. So, um, going on from that, then, uh, do, do you support Black Lives Matter? <laughs> no. And I specifically use that phrase to not differentiate yeah. between the statement Black Lives yeah. Matter and the movement or the organization. Yeah. Well, even, so. the, even the statement, okay, I suppose in of it itself is it's, it's quite innocuous. You know, Black Lives Matter, yeah, okay, sure. Does anybody say that, that, that they don't? You know, um, not that I've heard. I suppose their inference is that uh, you know that the system carries on as if black lives don't matter. Well, I, I'm sorry. I would, if anything, the last couple of months have been demonstrably. You know, the, the, surely that must have proved the opposite, right? If if indeed black lives did not matter. You know, the, the, these protesters would have been instantly swept off the streets with water cannon, uh, all locked up in jail, and anybody who voiced any support, you know, would have been immediately uh, imprisoned. And uh, that's not what's happened. In fact, quite the opposite has happened. So black lives obviously matter, you know, and uh, anybody who suggests otherwise is the one who gets who gets uh, pilloried or locked up or loses their job. But they're they're never going to matter enough. That's that's kind of the point. As soon as you, well, how you much know, is enough? You know, yeah. You well, yeah. Well, that that's it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, you've you've had uh, uh, it's 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 the whole sort of glass ceiling argument with um, yeah, um, like in, in America especially. Um, even even if Hillary became president, or even the next, even when there's going to be a woman president, yeah. Um, they're still going to go. Women are oppressed, despite. You well, know, we know they, that we, we, had a, we had a woman, we had a woman prime minister. We've had two women prime ministers in this country, uh, and yet, apparently, women are, are are still oppressed. I mean, this is a thing. It took me a long time to cotton on to this when they were talking about uh, whether it's patriarchy or whether it's you know the the racist global system. 
you know, you could you could take everybody out of government, the Scottish government, who's a man, and replace them with a woman, and even a black woman at that, and yet the narrative would remain. Yeah, because it's the system. It's this unseen thing. You know, the yeah. shadowy system is is to blame, and that's still there. And we have to be vigilant. And every minute of every day, our witchfinder generals, you know, have to be out there sniffing out those people who aren't on board with the program. Uh, that's that's yeah. where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that that's. Um, always the thing whenever I start to talk to people about things like this especially um, in real life I'll uh, I'll always ask oh, what's what's the end goal yeah they either say oh well blah 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 equality which you know we you know just no um, <laughs> <laughs> just no that, that's 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 not an achievable thing um, no but, well, well, even or, if it was an achievable we, thing I, I don't think it's a good idea Dear, you know, I, I don't really dig equality. I know that's there. We go. You maybe get me to explain that in a minute. But even if even if that was a good idea in itself, it's not. How is it? I don't see how it would be achievable. Certainly not with the, um, you know, uh, some sort of extreme authoritarian measures. Which I, I guess this is where all this is coming from. Yeah. Um. The, the other answer is you know the kind of dismantling of basically western society so Mm. immediately i'm like well i'm opposed to that so yeah fling your hook yeah Um, i'm opposed to that as well yeah yeah. and of course their uh um their definition of equality is different to sort of the the layman term as well yeah uh, of course yeah yeah um that that's as you say redefining words is kind of the the big stock and trade you know yeah. Um, it, like the peace movement. Of, it's, this is nothing new, you know. In the, the 60s and 70s, when the peace movement, when you had CND, um, it was all about disarmament. But what they meant was disarming the West, the, the Western democracies first. We'll take all the bullets out of our guns, and hopefully the Soviets will be overwhelmed with this uh, magnanimous gesture by us and mm. just uh, take all the bullets out of their guns as well. It's complete bollocks, you know, and they knew it was bollocks at the time, but they, you know they were they were caught out, you know, the time and time again, Soviets were committing atrocities that they were silent about, but yet anything the West done uh, was was. Uh, I, I'm not saying you know these things shouldn't be brought up. I'm not saying these things shouldn't be attacked and criticised, but you you get to what's behind, you know, what's the agenda behind the so-called peace movement and the, you know this so-called equality movement it's anything but yeah yeah for sure um okay well uh, we'll change tack a little bit okay, no. um although I, I can imagine what your answer on some of these would would be <laughs> but uh just just for you know this was something that somebody suggested that i ask about okay um what are your thoughts on the monarchy and uh the opposite the republicanism um the idea of abolishing the monarchy in the uk right okay i have a bit of an issue in as much as i'm an ex-soldier i took a i took an oath right uh, of allegiance to her majesty the queen elizabeth ii and all her heirs and successors, by the way. Um, and as a kind of, I kind of take it semi-seriously. Um, I'm not for, a right, okay, w- abolish the monarchy, replace it 
with what? You know, Nicola Sturgeon, President Nicola Sturgeon. I think not. Um, Dear leader. <laughs> yeah, I think I've considerably less to fear from the monarchy. I think the monarchy's a bit of a red herring. Yes, by all means, get them off the civil list. Stop them leeching off the taxpayers' money. If, if you know, good Lord, if the Queen doesn't have enough money and land by now, uh, why she would need any more taxpayers' money? I have got no idea. So that would be the first step. Just demonetize uh, the royal family uh, as much as possible. So, which would be totally. And I have no objection to them being there. Uh, and as as part of the current constitutional setup, I don't have an ob objection to it. The problem I have with many Republicans is they tend to be, and we're talking about Republican here and not in an American sense. Yeah. They tend to be extremely left-wing as well. There's a few that aren't. I mean, Andrew Neil, I believe, is a Republican. Uh, he believes in getting rid of the monarchy, and I don't think he's left-wing. I think he was a young conservative in these days. There are a few people who are who are anti the monarchy. I'm not. I'm not anti the monarchy. Uh, I'm not particularly um, keen to get rid of it. As I say, what 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 you what's your idea for for replacing it? What are you going to replace it with? Um, I think I've got more of fear from Parliament current currently than I do have do from from the monarchy. Uh, it's it's a it's a bit of a red herring for me, um, and I have, I have no objections to the Queen being quote close quote still the head of state in an independent Scotland. She's the head of state in an independent Australia. She's the head of state in an independent um, Canada. Um, they're toothless. Yeah, they, they don't do anything. So, I mean, I don't yeah. see how my life is improved one iota by chopping the head off the Queen or even just uh, stripping her of her, her titles. But by all means, stop getting the money. Yeah, that's, that seems fair enough. I mean, my main sort of thing, I used to be all for just, you know, sort of getting rid of, getting rid of the monarchy. Um, right. I don't think it would necessarily need to be replaced by anything in particular um okay um but I, i'm i'm not really of that opinion anymore i yeah. i think that um in these strange times we uh, are having our cultural identity being erased through many different channels i know that yeah. some people in the chat are going to go you know, mass migration and all that kind of stuff, but it's not just to do with that. It, there's, it's been a long kind of um, process, and it's to do with, ironically, it's kind of to do with sort of the liberation of, of people and everything. But the um, the the fact that kind of the the nuclear family's kind of been broken up and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the fact that we don't uh, center communities around certain industries and things anymore. There's lots of different yeah. things. So I I think in terms of culture and having a sort of figurehead uh some some kind of binding force i think the monarchy is quite important for that i mean that might change sure. once charles sits his arse down on that big chair but um yeah uh that, that's that's one of the reasons that i'm i'm not really too fussed about getting getting rid of the monarchy now i think they probably from a cultural point of view are actually quite important that's sort yeah. of the the way that I look at it these days. Um, so slightly, slightly different sort of yeah. take on so, that so, one. So, so I'm not a, a Republican. I'm, I'm more of an anarchist than a Republican, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> right. 
yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Um, so, uh, in the manifesto, you mention yeah. that um, you, and, and I think you mentioned it uh, in passing here as well, that you'd be in favour of uh, essentially extending devolution to it sort of, you know, that, that devil max was what was yeah. the, the term that was uh, banded yeah. around during the independence referendum. Um, do, you, do you really think that's a good idea considering what's been done with that at the moment by the SNP? Well, it depends what they, what, what they mean by devil max and kind of what I mean by devil max. I mean, I, I, like I've said, I, I want more devil, I want more devolution, not just to the Scottish. <laughs> See, that's the problem. If the Scottish party, the Scottish Parliament gets that devolution and just keeps a hold of it, I'm not for that. What I want is the is it to be devolved all the way down to to, to local level, more powers at, at, at local level away from the uh, the Scottish Parliament. So, uh, you you take these things on an individual basis. Any any law that I would look at, or sort of any bill that I would look at, I would have to look at on its own merits. And what the the logical consequences of it would be? If the logical consequences of it would be that there's less individual freedom, less individual liberty, more concentration of power in the Scottish Parliament, then it would be something I would vote against. You know, and I mean that's that's part yeah. of our constitution as well that, that we will consistently vote for the option that produces the most uh, individual liberty. Okay, yeah, no, that, that's that's fair enough. Um, I did sort of wonder if that was maybe what the position was, but just when I first read it, um, yeah. well, I say first read it, I've read your manifesto a couple of times now, but when I reread it recently um, before this interview, I, I did sort of think, yeah, you know, what could that be clarified maybe a bit better? Because people, I think, probably. Um, yeah. let, let, let me just say that 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 manifesto is our pre. That's a previous manifesto for the last general. We, we will we will be working on a, we're working on a new one at the moment for yeah. the next uh, parliamentary elections. So these are some of the things that will be tidied up. And you know, at, at this moment, there's a consultation going out to party members saying, "Look, what do you want included in the new manifesto? What do you think could be tidied up?" And that's probably something that we'll take a look at as well. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I imagine that anybody who's of any sort of um, unionist kind of uh leaning would probably yeah. read that and go that's a really bad idea because it's not yeah. sort of clarified as to what sure. kind of devolution but I, i'm, well, I'm, well, I'm well, look at it this way i mean we have, we have members of the party who are to to call them a better word unionists you know and they don't share the, the party's uh ideology on independence in, in that sense or they're rather they're suspicious of it for all the reasons that we've just discussed. Everybody's got a free right, a free vote, and a free conscience, you know. So mm. people get it's not like there's a party whip that's going to say you have to vote along these lines. Everybody has to. Everybody will vote in accordance with their own conscience. It's just that the party itself maintains an independence position, you know. I, it's base. It's a basic. Liber, uh, libertarian idea, the right to self-determination, you know? And that, yeah. that, to me, that translates all the way down, as I say, to the individual. So it's not just about Scottish independence. If Beckham yeah. Falkirk wanted to be independent, I'd support it. Whether it's a good idea or not is another 
question, but I'd support their right to do it if they if they wished. Well, I'm I'm all in favour of bringing back the town councils. Yeah, you remember them <laughs> uh, vaguely. You know, um, I mean, they were they could be corrupt as well, but at least in that oh. instance. You know, you, you kind of know, you know, maybe the town councillor lives next door to you or he works beside you and you can get a hold of somebody and go, how are you? You know, what's yeah. this about? You know, you can chin them in public. Uh, yeah. When I say that, I mean uh, figuratively. No, I actually chin them. But, um, yeah, that, that's yeah, definitely but the, 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 the aggression principle. Yeah, a slight violation, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the closer government is to you, I think the better. You know, and yeah. if I don't like the way... Stockbridge Village Council handles things. You know, I, I suppose it's no big shakes for me to, to move to the next uh, council area if they're doing it better. You know, I, I think it would result in councils and town councils competing for businesses, competing for, uh, you know, local people. You know, if people are leaving their area en masse to live somewhere else. I think it would make them ask the question, what are we doing wrong here? You know, and they would see that draining away of their local tax revenue to another area. And it would make them question what the, the policies were that were causing people to do that. Whereas we don't have that at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I remember um, not long after the independence referendum, I think I went, I think it was a talk by... Uh, Leslie Riddick, actually. Leslie, is she still alive? <laughs> I, as far as I'm aware, I, but I mean, this was about five years ago or something. I think someone, someone bought me her book years ago, and I've never actually read it yet. I'll get, I'll get there eventually. It's in the pile. Um, mm. But um, yeah, she. I think there was something that she said. It was something, something like in the UK and in Scotland, um, specifically, you know, um, the amount of people that we have representing us um, compared to the population is absolutely fractional compared to like people in Germany, for example. Okay. You know, pretty much every, you know, it's different. Obviously, it's a different system because yeah. you might you look at how many MSPs we have and go, well, you know, and then look at our population. But obviously, there are, um, there are uh, local councils and things like that. So it's, yeah. it's a bit more complicated than that. But um, yeah. Places a lot of the, the as as you say everywhere's sort of centralising at the moment. Yeah. Not not only is everything sort of heading back into Edinburgh, back into sort of Holyrood. Each yeah. of the local councils are all you know like um, uh, they're all sort of just descending on one place where where the the most population is. So it's, all yeah. the rural areas are now no longer being represented as as. Um, you know, as as best as they could be, or or have been in the past. Um, right. So yeah, bring bringing back town councils would would. Be, I mean, I know it's, it's that'd be sort of a lot of money, but at the same time, um, I suppose what your argument could be was then if government is being reduced to the point it's only dealing with certain things, then there would be more money for them to, you know, have. Well, of course there would. You know, I mean, the the amount of money that government wastes is. It's, it's unbelievable, you know. It really is criminal the amount of money that that that, that government wastes. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and this this the stuff that government is 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 responsible for and taking care of. Uh, you know, I mean, like it looks like Boris Johnson's going to bail out theatres now. Really, that's that's worth 
you know, the arts. I'm not against the arts, but really it's worth threatening people with violence and threatening to throw them in jail if you don't give them money for arts. <laughs> mm. I, don't, I, don't, I, can, I mean, I can understand. I fully understand. I mean, I disagree, but I understand why people would be prepared to throw me in jail if I don't give them money for a hospital. I can even stretch that to why people would be prepared to throw my ass in jail if I didn't give them money for a school. But really, arts? <laughs> you, you think that that's justified? You think that's justified taxing people for? Uh, uh, it, it baffles me. But there you go. Well, you mentioned schools there. Yeah. Um, so uh, is the Libertarian Party sort of, uh, well, and, and have, have you got the same sort of view on state education as you do with like the NHS and that state education is fine, but it should stand up to... It should stand up to market forces if, uh, right. and, and nobody should be forced to send their child to a state school. Um, and my, my pro, I've, I've, look, I've, I'd need to stick my colours to the mast here so that everybody knows. I, I am biased in as much as I hated every living moment of school, right? <laughs> um, and it, it, what, whether it done me any harm, I think it did. Whether it done me any good, I really doubt. Uh, everything I learned of value, I learned outside of school. I was a bit of an autodidact. Not everybody's like that. I get it. But I think in this day and age, there has to be a better way of allowing people to learn than, than sending them to what amounts to, in my view, an open prison for five days a week. Uh, it really, it's really just highly expensive daycare for parents to be able to go and work their arses off while their kids are looked after. It's questionable what value our education system has. And I would, again, I would like to see it deregulated and de-democratised. I would love to see uh, more homeschooling. This is an issue I had with the Scottish Family Party. I mean, you, you know, you had, uh, was it Richard Lucas? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I disagree with their assessment on the Scottish education system. And by the way, our, our education system used to be the envy of the world, but that was back in the day when the state was less involved. Mm. Um, since the states, everywhere where the state has got involved in education, it's produced mass illiteracy. The America's terrible for it. But uh, here in the UK, here in Scotland, um, I understand all the problems with the system. But Richard seems to think that if we just get back control of the Scottish education system and run it along a more traditional family conservative lines, things will be much better. One, that's not going to happen. Two, even if it did, I don't believe in forcing my traditional values on somebody else's kids any more than they should uh, enforce their woke values on my kids. Your children are your responsibility. And educating them, you know, when people have children, they need to ask themselves some, some questions. One, do I have time for this child? Two, can I afford to feed this child and give it all its basic needs? That includes medical treatment and uh, education. If you don't, what you're really doing is having kids and asking other people to foot the bill. And that's just immoral, in my view. So... I would like to see, and by the way, I think this would be good for us politically as well. 
Because if we don't get our kids out of the state education system and back under our own control, then the state is only going to produce children who are state propagandized with their values. And it's going to take us at least 20 years to recover from that if we recover from it at all. So the sooner we can get our kids at the clutches of the state and keep them there, the better. I really, I have no idea why people who are conservatives are having a go at the SNP for neglecting education. Good. Long may it continue. Keep your kids at home. You educate them, you know? And maybe yeah. people will finally realise that they don't need this thing called the uh, uh, state education. There are far better ways to do it. See, if you can't teach your kid in a maximum of four hours a day and about three days a week, uh, you're, you're fucking it up, quite frankly. Really. You're kidding me? Five days a week for, what, nine years? And we can't even produce people who can read and write. That's long enough to that you can produce a concert pianist in nine years. You can produce a surgeon. You can produce an engineer in nine years. And yet we can't produce kids who have the basic grasp of you know how to take care of themselves. So, uh, so I, I would personally take a personally I would take a flamethrower at the Scottish education system. But if people want to send their kids to state schools, that's good. You pay for it. And uh, and be happy sending your kid to the state school. Well, about ten years ago, uh, I or, or the education system of ten years ago, I would yeah. be like, it's 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 all right, it's fine. Um, right. But since the introduction of the curriculum for excrement, I mean excellence, um, right? Yeah, take a flamethrower to that for sure. Right. But okay. um, yeah, th that. I mean, I'm just glad I don't have to go to school anymore. I mean, when you oh, think yeah. about it. As an adult, if you don't like your job, you can quit and get another one. When you're a kid, you've got to go to school, whether or not you're getting bullied, whether or not. And, and like I know this, it's, it's a lot better these days, supposedly. You know, there's a lot more. The teachers take a, a dimmer view of that kind of thing when they did when I was a kid. But there is all sorts of reasons why you may dislike going to school. But you don't. You don't get a choice. You have to go, or your parents are in trouble. You know. Um, yeah. I was a chronic truant when I was at school, but I was always terrified. Not that I would get caught and punished, but like my parents would get into some sort of trouble. But um, yeah, you, you, you can stuff school. But I understand that some people like it. Uh, my mother, for example, loved school, but it was, a, it was a, a sadder reflection on her home life, I think, than it was on schools itself. But if you want to send your kids to state school, that's fantastic, but you pay for it. Don't force me to pay for state education because I'm quite happy. I don't. I, I no longer have kids. My, my my child is grown up. She has her own kid now. I'm a granddad. So they want to send their kid to school. That's their call. It's their choice. But personally, I think there is a far more excellent way of doing things, and uh, people should explore those possibilities first. As that is a, a radical notion in this country, but um, something Indeed. that. Yeah, something that I suppose we sort of need to just drip. Well, I'm a radical <laughs> guy. <you know? laughs> um, so something else. So this was a, a getting on there. A couple of questions that I got on on Twitter for for you. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll maybe just move this into sort of the the quick fire Q and A okay. uh, sort of section. 
Um, so people in the chat, if you want to ask questions, fire away. I'm not going to ask them all. I'll try and keep my answers as short as I possibly can so we can get most people And Yeah, that, that'd be fine. Um, I know there, there may be some silly questions in there as well. That's fine. No, again, but... silly question. You might get a silly answer. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. So that, this was from someone on, on, on Twitter. They, they asked what um, your ideal tax policy would be. Um, yeah. And someone else followed that up with, are you in favor of like a flat tax rate or something? This is not my area of expertise, so I can't really hold sure. you on this at all. Um, obviously, in an ideal world, no tax, because all, all taxation at the end of the day is theft, unless it's voluntary. So I would like to see a more voluntary taxation system. Um, and I think they wouldn't have a problem if tax was a, a flat rate of 10%, let's say. That would be ideal for me. 15 I could live with. Uh, and I think at that rate, most people would go, okay, that, that's, I, I can deal with that. Um, but in an ideal world, I would like to exterminate tax completely. Uh, and, and, but if we're going to have government, even in a minimal forum, then yeah. it's got to be paid for some way. So I'd like yeah. to see it being more voluntary and I'd like to see it reduced to a basic rate of between 10 and 15% across the board. So a flat rate. We have, yeah. yeah. But we have, we have some, people in the party uh, who are in favour of a land value tax, mm -hmm. and that's something that we're, we're looking at. I know that the Green Party advocate this. It used to be called yeah. Georgism way back in the day, and then it just didn't take off. I'm not against it, but I'm against it in terms of the how the, the Green Party want to do it. They want to have it in top of every other form of tax that, that we've got. So bugger that. Uh, but if you said to me we can exterminate every other form of taxation and just have a land value tax, then that's something I would uh, be prepared to take a look at. But there's, there's controversy within the party and that. Some people are dead against it. They go, it's a tax on property. But then every form of taxation is a tax on, on property. Um, yeah, but it, but it's something we're, we're taking a look at. So either uh, a, flat, a flat rate tax of 10% or 15% across the board in the in the media in the in the short term to we find out a better way of doing things uh or a land value tax or we can even look at um a sales sales tax as well but that that can be complicated so yeah. we, out of them all yeah we'll we'll, we'll go for a, a to start with a voluntary basis 10% to 15% flat rate and looking at a land value tax to replace that fair does okay um so Atticus on twitter asked are traps gay and that's a yes or no. Actually, Chris, I know yeah. why he asked that. Right, uh, he's uh, yeah, he's uh, he's is he? I, I know I've, I've spoke to him before. I think he's a mate of Alex's. You know, Alex. It does uh, the good fella. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a mate. He has our traps gay. Um, no. <laughs> if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and walks like a duck. <laughs> I'll let okay. you extrapolate your own answer from that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, next one. Uh, so, Oinker Representative on Twitter asks, uh, well, he just says, ask about mass migration because it is subsidized by the government and NGOs yeah. connected to various governments. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> okay, yeah, mass migration is a government program. As it stands, you know, it's, it's encouraged. Government should neither be in my view, encouraging nor discouraging. Um, it's so another thorny issue within the park where some people who, who who want a more robust immigration policy 
the immigration policy we have at the moment is we support anybody who wants to immigrate to Scotland who's going to, you know, present value to our country. Uh, and you could come here on a, a six month uh, visa. And if you, but if you haven't got a job by that time and you're not, you know, and you're making a nuisance to yourself, then it's time to go. But mass migration, as it stands, yeah, it's definitely a government, in my view at least, it's definitely a government programme. And uh, we need to, for a start, take away incentives. You know, take away the incentives for people to come and do nothing. Um, that, 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 that's my way around it. You know, I have an issue with saying uh, make immigration difficult because at the end of the day, I don't, do you have your own property, Tail? Uh, no, I don't know. Okay, right. But maybe your parents do. So my parents have their own. My dad's got his own house. What business is it of the government who comes and lives in his house? You know, if it's five guys from Nigeria who live there and he's happy with them living there and he's, he's, he's you know, he's bearing the costs of it, then it's, 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 nobody's, it's, it's nobody's business but has as long as they're not annoying their neighbours, just the same as everybody else. Um, yeah. So that's, I would rather, put it this way, I would rather have, I'll take 10 Nigerian libertarians for every white Scottish socialist I can deport to whatever socialist hellhole dystopia that would like, like to live in. There you go. That's how racist I am. I'll give you 10 to 1. I'll take 10 Somalians who happen to be libertarians over one white Scottish socialist, you know. So it's not it's not about race, it's about how people think. I'll take people yeah. with good thinking and good ideas before people with stinking thinking and stinking ideas. I um yeah, that, that's the opinion I'm of. Um, you know, okay. people like, oh, my, my white race and all that kind of stuff. I would, no, I would rather no. I would really I would rather we had people of um you know similar ideals than yeah. You know, it's, it's more of I'll, I'll take Thomas Sowell and Walter E. Williams over Tommy Sheridan and Owen Jones <laughs> any day of the week. So screw your white race. If that if that's the best the white race has got to offer, Owen Jones and uh, you know Tommy Sheridan and Rosie O'Kane and that other idiot for the for the for Paisley that's through the SNP. No, no, you can keep them. To be quite honest. Yeah, well, I, I imagine that yeah, there's going to be a, a lot of angry comments in the chat, but that's fine. It's all no, really all... if you if you if you love those guys, you know, you you pay for them. You know, you have yeah. them in their, yeah. your house. Uh, so, um, Celtic Phoenix in the chat asks, uh, ask him if he would ever allow Scottish citizens to have the right to keep and bear arms for self-defence. Short answer: Yes. Okay, let's just move on from that then. We'll just <laughs> we'll keep it short. Uh, so, where do you stand on free speech? Asks uh, the the one steg. Well, I'm for free speech, but no, no, there's no but. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm for free speech completely. Uh, the, the, you know, always some somebody always comes back with that idiotic. You know, you're not allowed to shout fire in a theater. I don't want anybody shouting anything in a theater. I don't want somebody shouting, there is no fire in this theatre. Don't worry, there is no fire in this theatre. I don't want them shouting anything, right? I'm in a theatre, I want to watch the play in silence. That's a matter for the theatre, you know, uh, to eject the person who's causing a disturbance. It doesn't matter what they're shouting. Um, mm. So there, there's ways of dealing that. We have, we have ample laws to deal with people who might be saying, you know, let's go and stab tailed feature or, or whatever else. Uh, or let's go and stab Tom Laird. I would like to think we've got adequate laws that prevent people from doing that. 
without... Look, we had a situation uh, years back in which Cat Stevens, now known as Yusuf Islam, called for the death of Salman Rushdie on live television, and he wasn't arrested, okay? So my view is, why do we need more laws when you don't even uh, you know, enforce the laws that you do have? Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's nonsensical. So I'm perfectly happy with free speech. Say anything you like. Can't necessarily say it in my house, but in a public sphere, say anything you like, and people shouldn't be uh, losing their jobs over their opinions. Fair enough. Good. Excellent. Especially me. Uh, when somebody <laughs> hears this, yeah. Uh, so, punkster asks, any chance you'll give me a lift with this with a city up the stairs? <laughs> uh, depends where you are. If you're just round the corner for me, I'm not. Well, there you go. You got, but I'm not going. I'm not about to publish where I am on air. So the, the logistical problem, maybe right. the maybe the issue there. Yeah, but uh, and, and and principle, yeah, for for a tenor. Aye, I'm 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 the same. Yeah, uh, I was asked in that as well if I would give my hand. So. If you're just in the street, then fine. But I'm not I'm not driving yeah. a long distance just to do that. Especially not without a face mask. Yeah. Well, um, you were wearing one of them for years anyway. So. I know, yeah, naturally, just kind of wear them, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't see fuck all through it, that's the only thing. Um, so Jonah Bob asks, how do you incentivize and encourage families to have children without drastically changing the economy or involving some sort of welfare system? Well, I think the welfare system already encourages, you know, they have kids. I mean, I, I, you, first of all, you need to start off from the assumption that people having more kids is necessarily a good idea. I think people should be allowed to have as many or as few kids as they want. I just don't think other people should pay for them. Um, maybe we could start by not making the system loaded so that men are terrified of now getting married. Uh you know, and getting and, and committing to, to marriage. Uh, you know, what's what's in it for men, really? Uh, I'm not about to, to go down that road again anytime soon. So I don't I don't know what would incentivize me to have to have more kids or you know. <laughs> so um, I, my short answer to that is uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's something that the government should be encouraging. It's entirely up to people. I think they shouldn't be discouraging it by punishing men in courts uh, for, you know, for making commitments, <laughs> if that uh, makes sense to some people out there. I hope, yeah, it makes sense to me. Hopefully it does uh, to other people in the chat. Um, so one of the questions is, what's his opinion on ending Hollywood and using the local government? I think we've kind of covered that. Yeah, we've uh, kind of, yeah. So uh, Armed Brett, if you want to go back and watch the beginning of the stream you might your question will probably be uh, answered there uh because a lot of people asking about guns <laughs> Jeez, so okay so i've read i've read the uh the manifesto i know what your stance on legalizing weed is but maybe perhaps you'd like to succinctly explain that well, um, we, we're in favour of, well, not so much legalising. Legalising would, inst would instil some sort of government control, right? You know, or, or, or you know, decriminalising is, is probably a better description. Not just for weed, anything, you know. We would decriminalise heroin. What's the point? You know, because one of the arguments used for decriminalising 
I think would I be right in saying that weed basically is decriminalised? I mean, I, I can't I remember know. the last time I heard the you know, expertise. Yeah, not mine either. Uh, the idea that libertarians are all just conservatives that like to get high. My only poison is alcohol. Um, I'm not really into anyth anything else, but I respect anybody else's right to enjoy doing it, provided they harm no other in the process. You don't get to go to court and have a wee greet and say, I couldn't help stabbing him. I was out my head and drugs at the time. Doesn't he work? You yeah. go to jail. Um, so with that right to use drugs comes uh, responsibilities, um, but we would decriminalise all forms. What's the for What's the point of leaving the market open for criminal gangs to just move somewhere else? You know. Uh, so yeah, decriminalise it all. Okay. Um, since this is a it might be quick fire, I won't I won't come back on that just now, but. You know, uh, I'm not. It's not like I'm trying to hold your feet to the fire and like that. I'm just sure. giving, letting you get okay. a platform. So, who does Tam play as in Street Fighter? <laughs> Do you know what? It's that long. Street Fighter. My God, how old is this person? Is that still mm. a thing? Street Fighter. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I always got that mixed up with Streets of Rage, which was the Mega Drive game that I used to play. Right. I, look, I'm not a huge. I'm not. A, Gamer, really. So uh, the last time I the last time I played Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two would be way back when it was first out, you know. And I think I don't know. I was some guy that had big rubber horns that stretched. <laughs> I'm not. I can't, can't remember. Sorry, I'm, I'm feeble when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Um, would you have a hard border with England? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, what's your stance on illegal immigration? Um, well, currently it's illegal. So if, if somebody illegally enters the country, then they have to accept the consequences, which is to be sent back to where they came from. Uh, I don't know the efficacy of jailing them. That just means the taxpayer has to pay for to house them and give them medical treatment and whatever else they're entitled to under UN law while they're incarcerated. So the sooner that we can send them back to their, their point of origin, the better. Um, but there has to be a, there has to be a, a harder, there has to be harder consequences for the criminal gangs that are involved in, in, in trafficking, you know, the, the, the people, you know, that, that's, that's it. Yeah, so I'm I'm against it at this moment in time. Okay, fair enough. Um, so OK Native asks, "What's your opinion of George Galloway? Was he a good uh, was he a good politician? And his taste in hats?" <sighs> it's difficult for me because George Galloway is somebody who I just cannot stand. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I think even the way he speaks is such an affectation. But uh, and in one minute he's a Celtic supporter, next minute he's a Dundee United supporter. Uh, God alone knows. This part of me thinks that he's no for real. He's just a, a great opportunist and a um, I don't know who knows. Part of me thinks he's just a lunatic, to be honest. Right. Okay. I, there's certain instances where I look. I shared his. I shared the platform. Well, not literally, but I, I shared a philosophical platform that came to Brexit. Uh, 
I believe he, he's a believer in free speech. Maybe not. Maybe he's a fraud on that front. Um, however, I have so much that I don't have in common that I, with, with George Gallery that I, I really do not like the man. So he's up there with the Owen Joneses and the Tommy Sheridans of this world of the of the guy that I would deport to to, to bring in ten Nigerian liber- libertarians. You know. So <laughs> as for his taste in hats. I'm a great believer in the PG O'Rourke maxim that a hat should always be taken off to a lady and then left off because nothing makes you look more stupid than a hat. Well, there you go. That is a definitive answer there. Right. Um, so does service guarantee citizenship? <laughs> but I don't think it does at the moment. Uh, service, how, military service? Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. It depends what the contract is. If they're alluding to the uh, the whole escapade with the, the Nepalese, with the Gurkhas, that uh, was never uh, in their contract. Uh, it's um, oh God, wasn't it? Uh, Starship Troopers reference. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to embarrass myself. See, I'd say I never ever, I think I watched about 10 minutes of that film and then binned it. You know? Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, so I'm baffled by that. If you're talking about the UK, then you know if, if that's the contract. If you, in order to join the army, you have to do. You know, sorry, in order to get your citizenship, you have to join the army or whatever, or vice versa. You know, cool. But uh, other than that, I don't think okay. the Gurkhas were were, were 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 guaranteed it in their contract. Maybe they right. should have. That's another question. But yeah, I haven't bit, seen Starship Troopers. So I'm sorry. It's a bit of a meme anyway, so it's fine. Oh, is it? Um, okay, sorry. That's all right. on that one. The worries, the worries. Um, so r- this is a serious question. This one, I know what your answer is going to be, but I'll ask it anyway. So R- Ruri MW asks, "Will you abolish sugar tax and make Iron Brew get great? Uh, make Iron Brew Iron great, Brew great again?" That was a uh, yes, if I, if I can, yeah. But I'll also abolish sugar subsidies as well. You know, if there, are, you know, if there are any, any subsidies that the, the sugar might be getting as a as a product, you know, you know, I'd abolish subsidies as well. I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we subsidise things with taxpayers' money and then tax the product as well. That that, that seems insane to me. Mm. So yeah, no subsidies and no no tax, no sugar tax. No, I don't believe in sin taxes generally. Fair days, fair days. Um. Oh, sorry, the chat just... Just remember, though, that yeah. when all your teeth fall out, you have to go and pay for a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, I'll, I'll see if there's any sort of, maybe slightly uh, sort of different questions that we've maybe not seen. So they're, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of uh, ribbing you because you've not seen or read Starship Troopers. And well, you're, okay, yeah, and that, apparently, you know, it's, it's all about libertarianism. So, well, uh, it just seemed a bit woke to me, you know, at the time. Yeah, you know, I was like, what's all this? Like men and women all having showers together and things like that. Much as it looks quite, you know, exciting, but I just thought, nah, I'm not having this. Like, you know, this, this looks a bit. Let's shoehorn some some modern kind of like, you know, unisex army. Into this, and I thought, no. As an ex-soldier myself, it just kind of thought. I thought well, no, they're they're saying that you should read it rather than watch it. If that's ah uh, right, okay. Books yeah. like just like films, but with words and yes, paper. Exactly. Yeah, okay. right. yeah. Um. So we'll make this one the last question because I've not asked 
this person's question before. So Altenberg um, okay. asks, well, I was about to do it, and then the chat just jumped there. Uh, what, what's, what's his opinion on national service for teenagers? I'm against it. It's a violation of somebody's individual right to, to liberty and to do what they want with their own life. Um, I, I'm not against them having an option of doing it. If they, if they, if you want to do national service, that's something you want to dedicate your life to for two years or one year, whatever it is, that's entirely up to you, but it should not be compulsory. Uh, and especially for the army of the military, because there's nothing worse than conscripts who don't want to be there. They are worse than useless. You know, so, uh, yeah, I'm again it. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, right, well, I think we'll probably just call it a day there because usually I tend to stream maybe an hour, an hour and a half, and that's just been over an hour and a half. So, all right, um, okay. So, hopefully, no, uh, it's been it's been real. It's been pretty quick as well. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of quick fire. I'll I'll, I'll probably try and get uh, yourself or somebody else from the party back on um, sure. some other point. Maybe have a discussion with some other small small parties as well. Um, but yeah, this yeah, is like just, a, a mini question time. Okay, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so people are asking um, where to find you. I've put a link to your website and your and the Twitter um, in the description. Yeah. Um, is there anywhere else that they should try and find you? Have you got a YouTube channel or anything like that? Uh, I've got a YouTube channel. Oh, if you check out the Scottish Liberty Podcast on YouTube. Um, don't ask me what the exact address is. I do that with a guy called Anthony Samaroff, who uh, who has a book out on UBI. You can search for that as well, which is worth a read. Um, is there anywhere else? No, you'll 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 find and you'll find me on www.scottishlibertarians.com or on the Scottish Liberty Podcast on YouTube. There you go. Um, aye, so that was that was that was good fun. Um, people are saying that you should watch uh, Sargon's Starship Troopers video. Just <laughs> if you've got right. an hour to spare at some point, I'll watch that. I'll try. I'll see if the critical drinker, if you're aware of him, I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll I've check heard out. about him. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, his, people, his, his, I found we like him, but yeah, his, his film reviews are pretty good. So I'll, I'll, I'll check out and see if he's got anything. I'll check out uh, Sargon of Akkad's as well. Okay, thanks for that. No worries. Right. Okay. Uh, well, thanks very much for joining me, Tom. It's been it's been good. Um, yeah, and, it's been great. Look forward to um, doing it again sometime. Aye. Yeah, I'll be bra. Um, so just to let everybody know, I think I'm streaming on Rose of Dawn's channel at 8 o'clock UK time tonight. And then I've got my own uh, stream, Regional Variations, at 10. So lots of stuff happening on my channel. So just uh, just keep keep aware of that. Um, and hopefully see some of you later on. Uh, so any any final thoughts you want to share, Tam, before we go? Uh, in the meantime, yeah, just don't let the don't let the bastards grind you down. And uh, let's do. I don't know if you, if you live in Hamza Yusuf's constituency at the next uh, election, get him out of there. You know? <laughs> That's good advice. Okay, yeah. right. We'll leave it there then. So thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for your questions as well. And uh, I'll see you in the next stream. So cheerio, Andrasta. Cheers.